Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Not Without My Sister, where today we will be answering your questions. Yes, you're correct. It is the mailbag episode. Beatrice, what questions do you wish people would ask us? Questions with compliments attached. Oh, let me tell you. 100%. How, how did you get so great? How did you get so, so successful? How are you such a great mom? How are you so stylish? No, that, that would make me suspicious. That's actually true. Okay, listen, forget it. We'll just get into our real questions. I'm, I'm going to do them slightly in order, but I'm going to skip over the ones I don't like. Number one, am I childish to be disappointed that my husband makes little or no effort to acknowledge my birthday? I'm fully aware I'm 38 and there are fully more important things happening in the world. No, you're not childish. No, you're not childish. No. No, 100% no. I mean, it'd be one thing if you were like, he doesn't make a big deal of my birthday. I do think at a certain point you go, you know what? It's not that big a deal. Like depressingly, because I I enjoy celebrating my birthday. Sometimes I'm like, I suppose it's not that big a deal anymore. No, but like. But I I would like to wake up and be be told happy birthday. You know what I mean? A card, present, maybe dinner. I mean, I have to say, as somebody who has frequently forgotten my husband's birthday and some of my children's birthdays when they were young enough to let me forget them, that it could be truly an innocent, if it's a truly innocent forgetfulness and then it gets made up to you, that's one thing. But like, there's only one day of the year where you are, it is your birthday and it is an accepted And you've always felt guilty for forgetting. Like yeah, your husband's I mean, I and your, ki- like your kids are so like, oh, lol. Because yeah. they like one or two. They didn't realize. They're fine. But this person doesn't say that the husband forgets, says that her husband makes little to no effort to acknowledge my birthday. I think it's one thing to say, like, I'm not getting you a big gift. You're 38, you're 40, you're 43. Fine, right. You can buy whatever you want for yourself, I hope, at this point, right? You would. Mm -hmm. You don't have to, like, wait for it to be bought for you. Although there is something very nice about the thoughtful this was picked out for you. Yeah. But I do think, like, that the making of the dinner, the baking of the cake, like, all this effort, you know, recognition and appreciation of you and a special day 
where they get to express it's more an expression of love and appreciation of you so yeah I do think it's hurtful if somebody forgets all of that yeah no I don't think you're childish and even if your partner is somebody who just doesn't really care about birthdays I think it's fine to say to them you know what I do care and it and it is meaningful to me yeah maybe that you, can you do would recognize for them for their yeah. birthday right like <laughs> that'd no, be great. It, but they if it doesn't matter to them and they don't appreciate it, it's like the person the, you have a certain friend who does not celebrate Christmas and despite your many efforts to share with her the joys of Christmas from your vantage point eventually like I think you did realise like that it's not she celebrates Christmas she just doesn't love it the way I do and I was yeah. like if I throw Christmas shit at her yeah. really aggressively she will eventually like love bubbles well, I, mean, I think no. you did a stocking and all these kinds of things that like you yeah were and then I was disappointed because you did it because it's what you would appreciate right mm-hmm. whereas you know if that if your husband doesn't appreciated himself and doesn't maybe realize like Rosemary's saying doesn't maybe realize how much you appreciate it's like it's not about him do you know what here's the sum up here's the summation it's not about him that's what you say give him that book it's not about you it's about and then put underneath it in in sharpie it's about me it's my birthday sorry by that book do you mean my book this is not about you which is that next july is that the book you were talking about yeah no i was thinking about the other one like he's not that into you i'd forgotten yes your book yeah buy rosemary's book and then on sharpie on the cover write (laughs) it's about me it's my birthday Happy birthday to buy for yourself for your birthday. Yeah. Okay. Next question. That was very, very well done of me, even inadvertently. Yeah. Even if you just confused it with the name of another book, which is worrying. (laughs) Okay. American Christmas vibes. Is it really like we see in the movies? Yeah, I did. I mean, Americans go all out for every holiday. Yeah. A lot of America is not like we see in the movies and I have been disappointed. Like things like I really thought that there were going to be more cheerleaders walking around their cheerleaders uniforms. I thought and this is a ridiculous thing to say, but I genuinely from watching Coca-Cola ads for years thought that there was going to be a lot of people like in the summertime that they would just take the top off. What are those things in the street that you're not allowed to park beside? A fire hydrant. That, I mean, and that does happen sometimes in New York, but I truly thought that like on a hot fit, day, tanned people would just be dancing around the fire hydrant. Yeah, I really <laughs> did. Right. Because that was what happened in all the Coca-Cola ads. <laughs> That doesn't happen anyway. So, but actually the other day when we were going out for Halloween, right? When we were trick-or-treating with the kids and I was wearing my, oh my God, amazing costume. The other day, Beatrice, a month ago. Yeah, hours of effort went into it. But we were having an actual conversation about... She put on a cloak and carried around Baby Yoda. Yeah, we were having, and everybody loved Baby Yoda, let me tell you. Thanks for lending him to me. But we were having a conversation about where do Americans store And I found out, did I tell you this? No, but let me give the question first. So where do Americans store all of their holiday related paraphernalia because for every holiday their seasonal it, decor Kevin yeah. my friend has an entire bunny outfit that he hopped up the garden in <laughs> for right? Easter for Easter yeah, not for Halloween Easter. so it's like yeah not for Halloween it wasn't scary bunny but for every holiday I mean and they spend a ton of money like yeah. for Halloween almost almost every month I feel like there's a different like yes. our neighbor's porches there's a different little porch sign that says like happy fall or like Halloween or Thanksgiving and then Christmas and then there's spring and then there's Valentine's and then there's graduation it like, is not it changes a all the time Kevin explained to me that his dad actually worked for Hallmark everything suddenly crystallized clarity came descended upon me his dad worked for Hallmark so they celebrated every holiday right but it is not a coincidence that Hallmark is an American institution. This idea of like the the commercialization of holidays is a real thing. And like mm-hmm. everybody has a ton of pumpkins on their shelves, on their steps. Mm-hmm. Everybody buys potted mums for their yeah, door. For I don't fall. even know what mums have to do with it. Everybody has dangling skeletons. I only realized last week that my mum is a chrysanthemum. Yeah. I just thought it was a different plant called a mum. Because how was I to know? Listen, you're a dote. You're a dote. You're actually smart in there. But they anyway, have storage units. They have storage units. I That's don't what think I found most out. of them have storage units. 
If okay, I'll of our ten American listeners, yeah, yeah, I'll actually do a poll on our Instagram. Yeah. American listeners answer only. Do you do you own a storage unit? Are you telling me people in Fort Wayne have storage units? They have massive yes. houses. Well, a, a friend of mine whose house, I, well, whose place I went over to the other day lives in an apartment, and she has a storage unit. Okay, but she lives in an apartment. Does anybody with a house have a storage unit? They don't. No, they because they have, have a basement, and they have extra sheds just full of holiday decorations. Yeah, and see, we don't have a basement, so I feel like I'm left out of this holiday decor. It's not drama. just that. Like the other day, what was it? I was like, I only get around to decorating the day before. Right? They all decorate a month ahead and really celebrate it. Whereas I'm yeah. going, this isn't worth it. And there's it. a lot of upkeep as well. I feel like people have like so much those decorations in their front garden and one will break and then you'll see them out fixing it. And you're like, Halloween still isn't for two weeks. You have two weeks of fixing this ahead of you. Yeah. And then a week afterwards, yeah. like, but yeah. then it all comes down for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then they decorate for Thanksgiving and then they decorate for Christmas. Yeah. So it is very like Christmas and people, I think, genuinely have like a box of their plaid clothes that they get out for Christmas and their Christmas decor and they really, they really go. Loads of our neighbours have their Christmas trees up already, actually. Oh, I oh, you have your Christmas tree up. Tree up. Yeah. yeah. But they're also really, there's also a real, I said, you know, I said this, I said this to you actually as well. And I saw through the lens of my, of our two Irish cousins, my cousins. Remember I used to call mom my mom the whole time when we started the podcast. <laughs> Uh, through our cousins I was like it's so bizarre these weird traditions because in a country where traditions are entirely created like the, the idea of a tradition in America is so different to the tradition mm-hmm. in Ireland where it's like we've been doing this for 3,000 years yeah, 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 you know and it's like going apple picking it's really like it's fall we're going to go apple picking and go on a pumpkin hayride and everybody does it have you done your apple picking yet yeah we used to go and pick blackberries from the bushes by the side of the road whereas here it's like we're going to the blackberry farm but also not everybody in the entire country oh no of course went yeah, yeah, blackberry yeah. picking yeah everybody Although they here, should that was great fun every well i mean and we then, found a kitten one year oh god bless him. and I then know. but everybody here does these things it is part of your annual family journey mm-hmm. you know and they mm-hmm. do hay rides and they have then they go and they do the corn maze in Indiana. Yeah. You know, we have corn mazes and like actually terrifying getting in that maze because you can't see a thing. And like, I totally got lost <laughs> last year and couldn't find so a way out. So I terrifying. I know, and it's for kids. But I think like for Christmas, there's a lot of the lighting. They did the lighting downtown of, like I said this to Don. I do not understand. They go downtown in Fort Wayne and on one wall of one building is a big Santa Claus in a sleigh. And it's called the lighting, the, the festival, whatever, the lighting event. And they go down and they watch this being plugged in and the whole street is blocked off and they're all celebrating this one thing. It's like, it's like as if we all went to Brian Thomas's windows to look at some string lights on the door. There were no windows, like there's nothing. It's just this one thing. And they like, it's real like they're, they have to, not they have to, but they fully engage in, you know, seasonal revelry. Yeah. Like with a yeah, passion yeah. and gusto beyond belief. And I quite, I, oh my God, I'm there for it. I quite admire it, yeah. I'm there for it, but yeah, I can't I'm be into there. I well. can't be uh, uh, doing it. My garden. Also, I did buy some of those styrofoam graves for Halloween in an effort. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they never got out into the garden, but because the kids played and used them inside as swords. And so there was just styrofoam pebbles everywhere in the house. Styrofoam, slime and putty are three things that should never be allowed in the house. Sorry, speaking of putty, we saw in Costco the other day the most, it was some kind of like glitter explosion creation. And myself and Brandon stood there for a good 10 minutes debating whether to buy it for your kids. And then I was like, you know what? We need to not make this into a tit for tat thing. Because remember you gave us that make your own slime. So we're like, Beatrice deserves this. And then we were like, no, we can't because then she'll come back harder. So well, we didn't get Yesterday I watched you. Yesterday with Jennifer Garner. And at the very end, they have a big fam. They have The kids go crazy when the parents are in jail. Long story. And they they do all these foam experiments. So you bring that you bring that slime to me, Rosemary, and I'll be th- throwing slime glitter. foam bombs down your toilet. And the whole house was overcome with pink foam. So Have you seen that thing where the person put the, what are they called? The little 
like jelly balls that expand. And there's a big warning about them. Like, don't let don't bring them into your house because your baby will swallow them and they expand in their stomachs. But these little balls that expand and somebody put them in their drains and they literally came up. It was on TikTok, came up all through their bath. I'll try and find the name of them. Oh, my God. What were they called? Orbeez. Orbeez. What are they? They're basically just like little absorbent balls. They're, I mean, what's they're the clear. of them? I don't know. Kids love playing with them. You put them in water and they expand. They They can look cool. I don't know. Anyway, moving on. How did you guys meet your husbands and when did you know they were the one? I met Brandon on Tinder and I have never met and fancied a man I didn't believe was the one. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was going to make a joke and say I met Don. This is not the joke part. I met Don through a mutual friend of ours. We were just talking about the other day. He was supposed to come up for Thanksgiving and then could not. And he was Don's one of Don's best friends. And I met him. He was dating a girl in work that I was friends with. And he was like, he kept saying to me, like, you're definitely going to hit it off with this guy. You're going to love each other. We had a terrible first date. I've already gone into detail about this. And when I knew Don was the one, it was when I, when I got pregnant. No, no, that was a joke. That was a joke. I knew he was the one before that. I knew he was the one because he made me larf, as they say. And he didn't ghost me. <laughs> I was just about to say, it doesn't actually take much to make you laugh. So. And he, no, I make myself laugh. I That's know. not the same as being made laugh. That's not by the same as knowing person. somebody's the one. Oh, good point. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes but I make you laugh. Yeah, but you are the one. And sometimes oh. I go home from like not anymore, but I used to go home from dates and be like, oh, that was so much effort. You know, when you've made so much effort, you asked all the questions, you told all the jokes, you're like the entertainer. And I was like, I just can't. Don is very entertaining. Whereas, oh, see, you know, the difference between you and me is I'm very optimistic. I used to come home from dates and tell Claire and be like, oh my God, I went in the state. He was so funny. And like, when I'd, I'd relay these stories and Claire would be like, Rosemary, this whole story is just you telling me you're funny. It doesn't sound like he was funny at all. And I was like, I laughed so much. <laughs> and you blame me. You say that I laugh at my own jokes, but I'm now right now just there. I laughed at you, but you're, I laughed at you more than with you. But you also laugh at your own jokes. I've just realized that makes me feel better. Only when they're very good. Okay. Someone else asked. So rarely. Do you both still draw or paint? Yes, I do. Do you? Yeah, I have some paintings out in the whole Rosemary that I did last oh, year. Oh, yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. But I mean... Last, I, oh, last year. Regularly sorry, on the regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regular. I, I suppose draw. I mean regularly, but... I draw. I draw regularly. You uh, doodle a lot, don't you? Yeah, I would uh, like to think that I would be drawing. I, I tried to sketch the kids there recently, but they wouldn't stay still and the pictures were so Fuckers. terrible. I did that great sketch of you. We can post that. I have it somewhere. I don't draw or paint and I haven't drawn or painted in ages. I think I picked up a pencil about a year ago and tried to you sketch went, one of the this? boys. I know. I was literally like, how did I draw anything with this? This is very difficult. <laughs> and I did actually, because um, I have that remarkable, that like paper tablet. Mm -hmm. And I did realize that you can turn the pen into like a calligraphy pen. Oh, that's nice. I, I was like, I should practice my calligraphy. And then I've no idea where it is I was doing now. calligraphy right now. I really like calligraphy. I, like, I wish I was good at it. you know what? But... I'd say, do I draw or paint? Not as much as I'd like to, but I do frame things a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Do you cook? No, but I frequently eat. <laughs> okay, so this is kind of a two-pronged. Do I have a process for writing my press articles and does Beatrice have a design process? Do you want to go first? No. Okay. My process for writing my press articles is, so I usually get myself a Google calendar and I'll work out my different deadlines, when things are due and when I need to start working on them. And I'll try and work out how many hours of work they're going to take and how I can divide that over a certain number of days. So I'm not doing it all in one block at the last minute. And then what I'll do is I'll start with, OK, what actual block of research needs to be done for this article? And I'll start gathering together my primary source. No, I literally do everything at the last minute. I have no process whatsoever. Well, that's a problem because I have a whole episode planned where you're going to talk about your process. Well, it's going to be very short. It's not. Do I have a process? Well, I pull a lot of inspiration 
images, right? From not necessarily from fashion, from art, from architecture. Yeah, architecture, just even colors. I was mm. looking yesterday at a flower making book and having some great co conversations about like paper flower making and talking about maybe taking some of those being inspired by plates to make flowers, etc. But I also think very often I am inspired by doing other crafts like I think that just getting started is the hardest part right because I can pull that's, that's true about writing as well I, think. I can pull swipe and images for like days on end and find it hard to kind of anchor around what is the what is the kicking off point of this collection idea whatever so very often I think like I'll kind of look at a color palette and go this is great and then by the time I've like pulled the color palette together I'm like it's been two years and it's too long it's too it's gone it's passe you know but I like to more kind of see common themes it's shapes it's this and then I think once you can pick the once I pick the kind of main anchor detail like whether it's a piece of hardware or it's a seam or the shape of kind of an overall silhouette then I would just start doing thumbnails and then those thumbnails like are really small drawings about like two inches tall and you kind of just I find that that's a lot of people obviously nowadays especially work in go straight to the computer but I feel like the computer is very final like they'll go straight to, you know, Illustrator or Photoshop. But I think that the pen is where you like because doodling really is kind of a, a figuring out or like it's kind of a realization in real time. Like it's it's a, a working through yes, your thoughts and exactly. putting them down in really, real time. And, like. and I, I, I feel like that's been lost a lot by moving design to, com, you know, to computers mm. because people go to like you don't. It takes so much more to unless you're you're actually drawing, unless you're actually sketching within a computer. It takes people tend to go and like be like, I'm just going to do this once and then it'll be done. And then I don't think you work through. It's it's kind of like lacking the iterative pro process, you know, the iterative pro yeah. process. Look at you. I know, right. So I do like I do like thumbnailing and I like and I also like brainstorming with group with people like with groups of people. I don't I'm not as good. I don't think I'd be a great designer like by myself. I found the pandemic very uncreative from that perspective. Like it was great to concentrate and think about, you know, and think about kind of from an intellectual perspective, what design should happen or how we would put it together. But without having a group of people together to be passionate, enthusiastic and excited about stuff, I'm not as inspired. So but that's personal. I don't think everybody's like that. That's interesting, though. You know, and then you just kind of whittle it down to what is then the more final version of. And sometimes I used to make I used to make kind of paper maquettes of some of these things, you know, cut them out and. I actually love packaging books for that reason. I, I love just reading packaging books and thinking about different constructions because I think very often, especially working in like accessories, people come to it with a sort of a fixed mindset of it has two gussets, it has two sides, it has a front, it has a back. But if you think about it more in the round, like from a sculptural perspective, must it, you know, where should the seams go? How do you mm. construct things differently? So I find that kind of interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Okay, next question. If you could have written one book, what would it be? And if you could have written the script to one show? If I could have written one, one book, it would be French women don't get fat. The secret of eating for pleasure. <laughs> You're such an idiot. <laughs> what book would you have actually written? Um, oh, probably like A Secret History by Donna Tartt. I thought that was amazing. Why, Rosemary? Do I have to pull these out? Of I can't actually remember a thing about it. I just remember thinking it was amazing. What What was amazing about it? I'm sure you remember some. Like It was just amazingly written. Or, or um, you know what? Any of Meg Wolitzer's books. I think... Meg, okay, what I like about Meg Wolitzer's books is she tells the story, but in telling the story, she goes off sometimes on these completely related but tangents and she'll go into another different kind of pastiche about that person's life or that person's experience. 
but it never feels like it's taking you out of the story. Whereas when I'm writing, if I go off on a tangent or I start, you know, I'm like, you know, she sat next to her mother. She always thought her mother was blah, blah, blah. I'll sometimes then be like, oh my God, where was I? And I find it hard to bring, to weave the thread back into the fabric of the story. Whereas I feel like Meg Willitzer has an incredible talent in doing just that and in not losing you, the reader. So I suppose in saying I would like to have written any of her books, it's like I would like to have that skill or I'd like to get better at that skill that I feel like she's really honed. So I have lots of books I would like to have written. Uh, but from a writer perspective, I think that I would actually like to have written Maeve Binchy's books or John Irving or um, I can't remember what her name is now. Margaret May, May Mar Ask it again. Yes. Is that what it's called? Say it again. Yes. Ask again. Ask yes. again. Yes. Ask Again, Yes. By Mary Beth Keane? Correct. Right. Mar Margaret Margaret Elizabeth, May. Mary Elizabeth Margaret. <laughs> um, and I think they all have very similar things in common that they're all about very ordinary lives and ordinary people, but they are made extra extraordinary by the focus on, actually, what's his name? Russo is the same. That Richard Russo. Oh, yeah. Richard Russo, yeah. That like, you care about these people so intensely you know, that it creates a connection between the characters and the readers. And just like, I care so much. I'm crying my eyes out about like this person living a totally normal life, working in the diner down the road, you mm -hmm. know. And I think that that's amazing. This elevation of like this, even Stephen King in his own way, like is mm -hmm. amazing at that. Like taking what is so normal and like everyday conversation and details and making it so fascinating. And I just yeah. go, who are these people with these amazing observational skills? Because like I similarly, not, I am not a writer, but when I do write or have written, I could go on for like three paragraphs. It takes, you know, it takes me five hours to write these three paragraphs explaining like the curvature of the desk. But then I'm like, so boring, so boring. But Stephen King makes it so interesting. You know what I was going to say? I think, though, even though you say you're not a writer because you don't actively write regularly, right? I think you write a lot in your head in terms of when things happen, you think like, how would you tell that story? Which is writing. Do you know what I mean? That yeah, I think not, often you... But that's thinking. So I think a lot. <laughs> and I tell you what, I write a lot in my dreams and I wake up and I go, that was... I mean, there's very little humility in my dreams. That was That's phenomenal. not just your dreams now, to be honest. <laughs> I go, that was an amazing... And I actually composed the most amazing and... Amazing. Amazing <laughs> and complicated music in my amazing dreams. Like full music. on... Full on orchestras. But then when I sit up, I go, I'm going to record this into my phone immediately. And I go... Ah, ah, like and it doesn't sound the same. There were just like layers, all these instruments. And I know, I know that that's how the Rolling Stones got their one of their biggest hits. Your man dreamt about it and he woke up the next morning and wrote it down. So this could be you. But you no, could it just couldn't be because like I wake up and they all, they just, yeah, I can't grasp I know, it. It falls through your fingers. It's very annoying, isn't it? <sighs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. What about what script to one TV show? Succession. I think it's so clever. I've never seen The West Wing. The West Wing. So sharp, so biting, so incisive. But like I'm bored of, this was before politics was everywhere. So I would be watching it now. But also such great roles for women. Like really, some of the women were some of the Oh, now I feel bad for saying Succession. Very few roles for women. And Shiv's an actual Shiv. I know. Jerry. Oh, I like Jerry though. She's grand. Are there videos of you recording the pod that we can watch somewhere? Did you write that in? No, but uh, there are not. But is that something that you would like? Would you all like that? If we get a, I mean, we could. We could well, have a camera right there. Sorry. Is that something you'd all like? And how do you imagine it in your mind's eye? Because I don't want it to be, I'm currently wearing my nighty and Don's shirt on top of my nighty. Well, imagine, Beatrice, we'd have to get dressed up and do our makeup, but yeah, it'd be like that's a whole exactly studio production. Asking. That's more what I'm saying. What is your expectation of, watching us do the podcast because I don't think it's what we look like right now. Maybe we could set up a camera on that tree out there and then we would just be a little blurry far away. <laughs> but like it wouldn't matter what we look like. They just see us chatting to each other and the gestures. That'd be fun. Your face would be good, actually, most of the time <laughs> when you make like you raise your eyebrow and look outraged half the time. That doesn't translate as well now into um into, into radio. <laughs> and you do sometimes laugh silently, which I think would be nice for people to see. We, we also have a few questions. People are very nice asking if me and my family are OK and if I'm doing OK, because in case you don't follow me on Instagram, what are you doing in case you don't follow me on Instagram? But if you don't follow me on Instagram, I mentioned in my stories over the last day or two that my husband was let go from his job the day before Thanksgiving, two days before Black Friday. Outrageous. Oh, yeah. I mean, th- that's a that's a joke. But the day before Thanksgiving, he was let go. So he's now looking for a job and we have no health insurance. So we're kind of having a bit of a because in America, your health insurance is mostly tied to your job. You can do it privately, but it's really expensive, like two grand a month expensive. So that's been a bit of a shock, but we're all doing fine. He is uh, characteristically optimistic and getting on with it, a la Claire McCabe. But actually, maybe he is a weird combination of mom and dad. But yeah, we're fine. And hopefully everything will everything will work out. Mm-mm-mm. What is the one thing you both argue over so you'd prefer to avoid the topic? Voting rights. What? <laughs> no, I don't know. Nothing? Um, 
starting a business together? <laughs> we don't really argue about that anymore. Um, yeah, because you've made it clear you shut me down. But then I was reading, oh, I was reading this thing about this daughter and her mom who started, a, I think it was in Belgium or something like Elizabeth Belgium. So like, I need to remember the name right now. It was in the gloss, I think, that mom sent over. And I was like, be so nice. They were like, we live, we get up every day and we hang out. Now the daughters, I don't think they live together because the daughter's like, was talking about, I think, her husband and their family and stuff. So maybe they do. You're welcome to move in here and for us to start a business. Anyway, their house was wallpapered gorgeously. They had beautiful just decor and they do gorgeous apparel. I was like, God, we'd love this. Just sitting around all day making decisions together. Well. Yes. Well, would I like, I feel like we'd argue. You'd love it. No, we wouldn't argue. You have to do the social media so you'd be busy. Sorry, it sounds already like you're being incredibly bossy. No, we wouldn't argue. You'd have to do the social media. So you'd be too busy to argue with me. You'd be doing social media. I you'd can't be get the that dictator in the hand. corner. Oh, I don't want to do it. But I only like doing social media for myself. This um, would be for yourself. Which part of oh, us yeah, in Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot together? about that. What's top of your travel bucket list? I'd love to go to New Zealand. Actually, love to oh, go to right. Hawaii. My God, Brandon revealed to me the other day he's always wanted to go to Australia. Oh, Kim's going to Australia for Christmas. What's in Australia? Lots of things. Sydney, beautiful landscape. Didgeridoos. <laughs> I don't know why I found that so funny just the way you said it right it's supposed to be gorgeous did you the um, coral reefs no I mean it is supposed to be gorgeous but I just like of all the I'd go to New Zealand please Beatrice there are two other Hemsworths this is like somebody be like what's in Fort Wayne and someone else would go Rosary McCabe and somebody they be like you. Somebody, be, somebody like, be like well and now that Liam one is going to be the Witcher which is uh, oh, an outrage if I may I'm say so I'm horrified and probably two episodes into his run as the Witcher I'll be like he's so sexy oh, I no love doubt. it no doubt you'll be like this he looks white great hair. in that yeah. wig yeah. <laughs> my travel bucket list you know what has got I was going to say more modest not really modest but there are loads of places in America that I'd really like to go to to even do like weekends like, yeah. like I really want to do a weekend in Chicago with Brandon I'd love to go to uh, excuse me with Brandon uh, sorry I'd also like to do one with you but it would be totally different I'd like to do a weekend in Chicago with Brandon having sex and I'd like to <laughs> oh <laughs> see if we were videoing that that would that have house? been perfect your face your face oh. no I'd like to do a weekend in Chicago with Brandon and like do a lot of touristy things and I'd like to do a weekend in Chicago with you and do some touristy things and also go to Primark and go to nice restaurants and stay in a lovely hotel maybe I just want to go with you <laughs> But no, I'd like to go to, like there's so Grand many, Canyon. I'd love to go to the Grand Canyon. There's so many parts of America that I would love to go and see that I haven't. And I feel like I've been spending a lot of time like feeling sad about the fact that like, I can't just go to London. I won't, I'm like, when will I ever go to Paris again? And I'm like, there's actually so much of America to explore mm. that. And I'd, I'd love to go to New Orleans. I'd like to go to New Mexico. I had a great time in New Orleans with Julie. Oh, me Julie. Yeah, me I mentioned me Julie in a while. Mm. Okay. Someone else asked, best advice for someone in their mid twenties. So I think it's like, what advice would you give yourself in your in your mid-twenties? Don't run after that man. Oh. Could apply to all men. That's Just, very, that's not a big assumption. A person <sighs> may be running after nobody. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about advice I would give myself. Oh. Like if I could give... Is that oh, what the question was? No. So best advice for someone in their mid-twenties. Okay, so say me in my mid-twenties, I would say, but I would never accept this advice. Genuinely, please spend some time not worrying about men. Oh right? my God, I tried to give Wouldn't, you that advice I know, times. fuck off. Psh. I did I know you did of course it wouldn't go in advice to someone in their mid-twenties you know what I feel like in my mid-twenties I was always being told like your twenties are the best time of your life and I felt very like I wasn't doing it right because I wasn't enjoying my twenties that much if you know what I mean that I felt like everyone was like oh my god this is your time to do x and y and I wasn't doing x and y so like what was I doing and I was in a panic and I also 
got that job in the Irish Times and I was terrified that I like peaked too soon, which in hindsight I had peaked too soon and then lost that job <laughs> and I've never reached those dizzying heights since. But I just think I would say try not to put yourself under pressure to be having a great time or doing the best or being the best or like achieving or whatever it is. That's hard. That's hard, though, to take on board, I think. Hmm. What about you? Well, I was thinking that I would probably say to somebody in their 20s, be open to things. Be open to I would recommend being open to new adventures and jobs and places and things that maybe feel uncomfortable. Yeah, because I think that like a lot of people that I know in their 20s were like unwilling to I'm not going here because I'm I've got this job and I can't annoy them. I'm not going here because I'd have to ask for two weeks off. I'm not going to do this because, well, I have a really stable job slash relationship slash I don't think I'd be comfortable. Oh God, are you talking to me? Partly my 20s no I don't I don't think I'd be comfortable like moving abroad even though I've mm. got this great opportunity and not that it's all about moving abroad like even moving jobs or trying something new or like there was a lot of like I heard a lot of people saying you know I think that, that they kind of felt very I don't comfortable is the wrong word but more like maybe even trapped or like like a lot of choices had been taken from them because of where they were or mm. like the jobs they had or the salaries they had or whatever and yeah. I just feel like you're still, you still have a lot of opportunity. You can change career. You can, at that point, like I think it's harder now. I've got kids and like, yeah. it's, it's like that, I hate Louis C.K., but it's like that, was it Louis C.K.? I think it's a Louis C.K. joke. Like I thought, you know, I, I was going out with my girlfriend and I thought I could leave, but then we got engaged and I realized we could, I couldn't leave. And then we had a kid and then I realized I really couldn't leave. And then we had two kids. It's like, I could have left. <laughs> You know? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, not that I'm suggesting anybody should leave their spouse and children, but that like you're only as trapped as you mentally make mm -hmm, yourself. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, I don't mean this all sound really negative. I'd be like, just, you know, enjoy yourself and take advantage of the fact that you really probably don't have that many encumbrances or responsibilities or obligations. Because like right now, you know, I think about my life and, and it's hard, like a lot of what I, I'd still love to move somewhere else. I'd love to go and live in. I'd love to go back and live in Paris again. I'd love to live in Italy. But to think about how do I move four kids? How do I get mm. a job that like covers off the cost of living, of moving? I'd love to go back to Ireland. Even that is like how much would it cost to move back home? Blah, blah, yeah. you know, like really boring stuff. You don't probably have a lot of that now. So I would kind of say just take advantage of recognize that. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I mean, for me, one of the biggest obstacles to ever doing anything was basically like I'm in this relationship and it won't survive right and I remember people saying to me at the time oh well you know if it's meant to be like it will and no I don't believe that but I also I don't think there's one person for everybody at all so like I feel like if you get an incredible opportunity and you're like oh my relationship won't survive you can also take that opportunity you can see if your relationship survives if it does great if it doesn't there's another one do you know what I mean well, also, like there are always you can probably if you, if go back yeah yeah yeah, if you find it too difficult. Yeah. And long distance, I mean, long distance is hard, but it's easier It's easier than ever now because we're all so connected. Yeah, you know, that's a good one. Like, I would also say, like, not to, you know, I would say to not consider, to think that, like, to realize that not, most things aren't permanent. Yeah, nothing is set in stone. Yeah, and, you know, I would also recommend, and here's my, the other one that I also I always give as as advice, probably criticism, you'd call it, to the, the students in, 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 the in, in the work, in work, Here's another one that I often give as advice, you would probably consider criticism to students who are doing internships and stuff, is that I think while it's important, I think, to have goals and aspirations, it is limiting to have 
overly mm-hmm. specific ones. Like yeah, I to have a five-year plan where you're going to yeah. be X. Because I think it's very hard and we're already hard enough on ourselves and beat ourselves up a lot. So it's more, I would like to be in a position to X or in a job that gives me, you know, X, Y, Z kind of fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And really think about like, what do you enjoy doing? Because I just realized recently I'm at the halfway point of my career and I was like, fucking 22 more years. <laughs> and on the one hand, but like, that's terrifying too, because then I'll be 65, you know? Not that there's anything wrong with being 65. You'd be lucky if you'd be retiring at 65. Well, yeah, 100% I'll be lucky if I'm retiring at 65. But like the point is still, it's like, I don't want to, I want to be challenged and enjoy Mm. what I'm doing. Because like you have to come to work in most cases every day. And so while I don't think you have to love every minute of it, you want to at least not be miserable. You know what I'd also say to someone in their mid twenties, this is so fucking boring. Get a pension. What? Yeah, get a pension. This pay pay very little into it if you want to pay a small amount, but just start putting some money aside for your future because you are most definitely going to need it. Let's just do one no, last. No, wait, I'm not oh. finished. I'm not finished. Oh, sorry. Well, I mean, also you're going to need it more in America than you're going to need it in Ireland. So like there's a difference, right? True. I would, here's another one. If you have the storage space into which you are <laughs> depositing your seasonal decorations, <laughs> Keep all of your clothes because you will regret oh. the cool designer You're talking clothes to me cool again. Clothes. No, I'm talking to myself. Oh. The cool clothes, handbags, shoes, etc. That keep some of them because in the future mm. you will go, I wish I hadn't given that away. And I'd like to just have them up in my wardrobe so that I could take them off the, off the hanger and go, no, I was right to give this away because it has tears in the arm. It has rips and like the, the threads are all pulling and the fit is actually dodgy, even though in my mind, this fit is still highly relevant and fashion forward. Yeah, I know. You you always think fondly about the things you don't have, even though if you had them, you'd be like, that's crap. Correct. So okay. keep a few just to remind yourself they are in fact crap. The final question. What is your favorite nail polish color on yourself? I appreciate this. A nice, simple, straightforward question. Oh, wait, I want to go back to another. I want to go back to that question. I'd also say. Appreciate your friends and family because they actually are really important. And when all this shit in life happens, you do realize like, they're what it's all about. You probably already know that in your mid-twenties, but like, I think that's true. You might not. I feel like in my mid-twenties, I was probably still very annoyed at mom and dad a lot of the time. Well, I feel like we didn't really, we weren't that close at that point. We had like ridiculous arguments over things the whole time because we were still seven years, six, seven years apart. I had lived away, etc. And I feel like now we missed an opportunity to spend a lot of time together, but we're making up for it now. But like just that, you know, that's what it's all about. Unless your family slash friends are dicks to you and then ditch them. Fuck them. <laughs> Last question. What is your favorite nail polish color on yourself? Okay, so you appreciate this simple question because your favorite color is? I don't wear nail polish. Uh, well, then it's Very rarely. For you. No, but when I go and get my nails done, I like an orangey red. Why, Rosemary? What do you think it says about you? Uh, because I think it goes... So I used to go through phases of going like navy and then I'd be like, oh, this doesn't really go with the blue in this top or whatever. Whereas I feel like an orangey red just goes with everything. Like if you're wearing red, even if it clashes with the red, it's just a very... Like orangey red nail polish is a neutral nail polish. You know what I mean? I feel like it just goes with everything. It can be festive, it can be great in a night out and then it can be fun during the day. And like when I used to get big, long, fake nails and I'd get different colours and patterns on them, if I was just wearing like leggings and a hoodie, I felt stupid. Like I was like wearing high heels with my leggings and a hoodie that my nails were the high heels. Do well, you know what I mean? you would anymore now that everybody has like nails the length of their arms. No, probably not. But that was back in the day when it felt like yeah, the were, nails were very glam when the rest of me wasn't. Cutting edge. <laughs> I think that is orange red a neutral or is it a passe J. Crew Jenna Lyons shiny pony? Just asking. 
for a friend. I'm wondering now if true classic red is back in like Charlotte Tilbury. Tilbury. Correct. <laughs> Pathetic. Oh. Pathetic. <laughs> Trying to be I... bitchy and then just sound so granite. <laughs> on the Instagram. Is it on the Instagram? I know that everybody loves that ballet slipper one, but I don't like that because that makes me look like a corpse. Oh, the kind of beigey. Yeah. The, I don't no, like no, that No, no, the really either. pale powdery pink. But I feel like it's like a beigey, like it's it's almost like a, it? like a grayish pink. Oh, I don't know. I like, um, like a kind of a very, very, very... Oh, greige. I like greige, like um, Armani greige, like truly. A... I like greige, but the ballet slippers, I think, is a greige pink, which well, is yeah, like no, a I'm dead saying, pink. And I don't I'm like saying it. that's the color that I'm trying to describe. I got you. Like a very gray mauve, very, very pale. I like that instead of like ballet slippers. You know what and I mean? For the, for the palest color. I'm obviously not describing this well. And then I also like extremely dark. So maroon. they asked, what's your favorite? One favorite. No, what I don't have. It depends on the mood. And then I also like extremely dark maroon which I think makes me feel powerful instead of that navy because I agree I've tried all these weird colors and then I go oh I hate this and I feel stupid 10 minutes in and I also really like classic pillar box red that's the one that I think is very impactful but I used to also love the orangey red one and now I don't anymore I think I have, I just have too much red lipstick I quite like oh, yeah I have well. lots of orangey red lipstick too I must get my well no never get my nails done I'll again I'll do your now. nails for you thanks but I feel like Thanks I need the full, so manicure. No, I feel the full, full manicure. manicure experience. I'll give you the full manicure. I'll put your hands into the tiny little cereal bowl, boiling hot water. <laughs> <laughs> My God, I can't wait. It sounds so and glamorous. I just bought a really nice cuticle remover. I'll clip your cuticles too, too short. Okay. Thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. I have a cuticle remover myself and I can clip my cuticles too too low for myself, which is why my nails are so ragged now. Because mm. I've done it not that long ago. Thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. We'll be back. Next time, we love you. We appreciate you. Thanks for being here. If you have any other mailbag questions you'd like to send us, email us notwithoutmysistergmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram anytime you want. But you know what else? I also have this thing about nails where sometimes when I'm in work or like if I'm out and about and I've just had my nails done, my nails start to feel really claustrophobic and I need I that nail varnish this. off my fingers. Like stat. Is that why you never get shellac? Like yeah, you never I would really hate that. I would oh, hate that so idea weird. that I cannot take these off. Like you feel like your nails can't breathe. Yeah, I feel like they have. To, it has to be off right now. Such a weirdo. <laughs> Such a weirdo. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity. Sound and original music by Don Kirkland. And our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Oh God! Back in. Back in quick. Her.ie says Petrified captures listeners' attention from the get-go. It won't open. Reeling them in for a deeply unsettling ride before delivering on some serious scares. When you call the dead back, they are angry and they are lost and they are hungry. Petrified, the award-winning horror drama returns with a cast including Cecil Baldwin and Larry Fessenden. Is that Robert? I smelled death. The stench of rot. Petrified, an all-new season of tales from a darker Ireland begins January 11th wherever you listen to podcasts. What am I doing? Just... Let's end this. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.